How is your relationship with your mother? Wait, something sounds different about this intro. Welcome back, emotional listeners. Did, did you guys get as confused as we tried to make you? Yeah, a little bit different take on our introduction there. I hope it uh, wasn't too confusing, but there was a very important reason that we switched up the intro music today, James. Yes, we had the special opportunity to interview the one, the only Slow Corpse music band. It was a, a lot clap. of fun. We really wanted to dive into like the emotions of songwriting, and believe it or not, the song that you just heard is In My Head from their new album, which is released uh, Friday, uh, last week Friday. So you guys can go and listen to it yourselves, but we wanted to bring them on the show to talk about emotions of writing this current album and kind of how COVID has really affected that process as well. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Slow Corpse, they are from Ashland, Oregon, actually, so our neck of the woods. Uh, so we just thought, you know, like, here's an up-and-coming music group, uh, kind of indie pop uh, artists that are from this area. So what a great opportunity it would be. Like, a lot of their content is on YouTube and stuff, like features places in Ashland and Medford and places that all of us know. And so... Yeah, getting to sit down and chat with Mitchell and Brenton was amazing. They're both a couple of great artists, and hearing their perspective on songs like that have really emotional titles in my head, like a lot came up, I would say, about how emotions impact their songwriting. Not only their songwriting, but also like the onstage performances and kind of everything that is included in togetherness and connectivity. Yeah, 100%. And so just to give a quick introduction, Mitchell is uh, the music producer for the group as well as the singer, and uh, he you know, does mostly digital music, and Brenton uh, is their guitarist, and he also helps with the songwriting as well. So without further ado, let's hop in. I'm Awesome. Cool, cool. Hopefully it'll be a little bit different than the uh, tons of interviews you guys are doing today. <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, We're all trying our hardest. Yeah. I mean, especially through this COVID stuff, it's uh, it's different times for sure. Right. I know. I jumped right into this Zoom meeting. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. Good. You're a pro Zoom. I'm a pro Zoomer. Now. Thank you. <laughs> pro Zoomer. Yeah. Awesome. That's going to be um, what this generation is called, Zoomers. Like all the, <laughs> not the boomers, the Zoomers. <laughs> it's so sad. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just kind of an opportunity. Welcome, guys, first of all, uh, to you. the Emotional Podcast. Just going to hand over the mic to you guys and just let you guys talk. Uh, introduce yourselves. Well, my, my, my name is Brenton. <laughs> um, one half of slow corpse and um we are here to promote our new album i think it comes out friday yeah we're super uh, excited about that today yeah so that's coming today's out today. um <laughs> and yeah we're getting excited you know it's been a long time coming and uh um full sail ahead so we'll see and then uh that over there on the the other hand on the other side of the zoom is mitchell uh mitchell He's a troubled child. Um, Once he's muted, you can just say anything you want. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to speak can't for put him. up a fight. He doesn't like talking. Um, <laughs> so right. I'll talk for him. One Lead day. singer that doesn't like talking. Isn't that just the most? Right. Uh, he can only, yeah, it's weird. It's a medical thing. We can just do this whole podcast where we dub over Mitchell's voice and we talk for him. I would love Hey guys, that. I'm so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitchell, you can't, we can't hear you, buddy. You're okay. You're doing your, you're trying. Same one second. Okay. Because he's having a meltdown, a silent <laughs> meltdown over there. No, it's all good. Uh, well, this is a good opportunity for us to make sure we have our facts straight. You guys have been, you're from Ashland, Oregon. That came up uh, in the, in the original thing. Were you guys pretty much born and raised here? 
uh, Mitchell's from uh, Medford, Oregon. Okay. Nice. A little bit, pretty much the Ashland area. Oh, there he is. Okay. Yep. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Wow. Sorry, He's like, let but me I'll, set the record straight now. I'll, I'll yeah, keep, I'll keep answering for you. <laughs> I'll keep answering for you. Uh, Mitchell's from Medford, um, born and raised there. And then I went down to Ashland for school. And uh, that's how we met. Yeah. Nice. Which kind of, I guess, goes into our other line of questioning. Like, uh, go go through the beginnings of the band where where were you guys at in your life to even start a band in the first place <laughs> i would say <laughs> i would say uh we were both we were both in uh terrible uh places in life <laughs> so we kind of related to each other on that like wow dude you're not feeling good huh and i'm like no man <laughs> the bonding over yeah we're gonna bond we like being misery loves company so (laughs) it worked out just fine um as it comes to like some of the stuff um as as far as like the emotions of songwriting goes is that kind of where the band started at first was kind of singing about melancholy singing deeper darker stuff um i mean i guess in the beginning yeah like when we get first got together, like the first song we wrote, I guess it was it was somewhat of a darker feeling <laughs> on the lyric side. Um, but I don't know. I guess when we first got together, it was more of like we very much so vibed off of each other's energy and the way we both played music and the music we listened to and stuff. So I feel like that kind of had a lot to do with how we just got along and realized we should keep playing music together that's awesome have you guys played in any other like bands prior to that or just kind of jamming out yeah and just more generally like what was your guys's background in music i guess did you have training or was it all self-taught um i mean like i was we were both in bands when i was in high school and brenton's a couple years older than me so you were in college and we would actually play shows together like i was in a band called the apple ciders and and then you were in a band called father doug and we would randomly play shows together so we like we did know of each other but never the intentions to like meet up and jam with each other but i remember my one of my good friends from high school he moved in with brenton and that's how we all started hanging out again and uh yes and the rest is history oh well you know what there's a little more to that too so when we actually first met like and shook hands and started playing music you know that was years down the line from when we had actually first met each other and what was funny is I remember walking by my roommate's room and I look in his room and I see Mitchell and we kind of did like a double take to each other (laughs) and I think you know we might have ignored each other for a moment and then both kind of like wait a minute how you know I recognize you what's going on and um I just remembered that it was actually years prior to that um, Mitchell randomly came over and jammed with me and my um, band at the time. And we smoked like a bunch of spliffs. And I remember Mitchell, like I only knew him playing bass for this band, but he actually like was playing some drums and guitar and started singing. I remember thinking like, holy, yeah, see, there's an earlier (laughs) part of this. There's an earlier part of the story. And we got to hang out with you cooler old kids. Right, right. <laughs> and we older, cooler kids, yeah. We got so high and we were so awkward. But I remember sitting there thinking, like, damn, this this kid is um so talented. Um and that that stuck with me. So when I saw him a couple years later, I was I was like, Oh man, okay, let's let's link up. So yeah, you already knew that the talent was already there. Oh then. yeah. Nice. Same, because I would, you know, watch Brent play guitar and realize, like, that kid's really good. And then it's just funny how we ended up playing music together eventually. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, obviously, like Evan pointed out, some of the subjects we do talk about are dark, but we'd like to shed light to in, in positivity of some of the stuff that we talk about as well. Um, so I'm going to just kind of shot in the dark here. Might be a touchy subject, but who knows? Go for it. You guys talk about the way you guys met, and uh, we're wondering what happened to these other uh, band members. (laughs) Um, Obviously, in light of it, we we hope that there's no, like, hard feelings between people, but we have noticed a a musical change in your guys' 
in your guys's uh writing as well and it's it's kind oh. of it's cool to see the evolution so to elaborate i'm sorry are you referring to like the previous bands or the who we were playing with in uh, when it comes to slow corpse yeah oh sure sure there was because there was like five people right originally right mm -hmm. yep yeah yep um yeah we we had the performing act together we played with some buddies um we had a lot of good times some you know uh lifetime memories um yeah, exactly. with those guys um but it's always been mitchell and i you know hunkering down in the studio and writing the music so that was a performing act with our buddies and then mm. partially due to covid partially due to trying to focus back on songwriting and what have you and focusing on what's important we kind of started to steer away from uh focusing on touring and playing shows Gotcha. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That's so interesting, like how COVID has changed, like the way a lot of artists are doing art in a way. Like I've, I've just heard that from a lot of um, videographers, especially because that's mostly the crowd I follow and I'm into. But just so many people that have had to change the way they go about like <laughs> advertising themselves and uh, just their yeah. their daily work just um, because of COVID. And for you guys, it seems like it was like it was a chance to really be introspective a little bit more and like really focus on, like you said, those things that have always been uh, the most prominent between you two, which is like that hunkering down and singing songwriting. That's what it sounds like yeah. anyways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so um, yeah. it, like it, it goes without, it, it, it goes without saying that uh, the album probably would have sounded a lot different if we weren't in a pandemic. That's so interesting. That's so crazy. In, in a about. good way, do you think? We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out Friday. So uh, yeah. Um, right, well, yeah. Real quick, just so our listeners are kind of aware of um, like the scope and really who we're talking to um, on your guys' uh, labels website, Tender Loving Empire. I'll help you guys plug that real quick. Um, they, they say you're an indie rock is kind of your genre of music. Is that, is that kind of what you feel like you've always been? Yeah. I mean, it's starting to change a lot actually. Really? Cause like with the newer stuff, it's definitely a lot more electronic drums like, mm -hmm. and a lot more synths, like heavy yeah. synths rather than heavy on guitar and piano or whatever. So yeah. I would say it's more like it's, leaning towards more just indie pop rather than mm. like rock at Interesting. This, at this point i agree with that absolutely it's a lot this, the new record is a lot poppier um totally yeah well, you, kind of, you kind of hear that in the uh single that you guys have released so far okay it yeah. sounds like the, uh, there's almost no guitar it's it's really heavy bass it's really melodic mm -hmm. in like a hip-hoppy sense which is really cool i think the guitar that's in there it's like so affected that i don't even think it sounds like guitar anymore yeah exactly <laughs> right. and uh right. which and, is oh go ahead i was just gonna say that it, I, I like that it's cool yeah no definitely i love like i think there's a growing trend of like genre blending in music um it's kind of becoming more and more accepted in mainstream like more so than it was before anyways and um, like I, I haven't followed this particular genre of music for a long time, but even in this, it seems like it. And, um, and just so I understand totally. So like, uh, from what it sounds like Mitchell, you're, you're, you've kind of been the producer, uh, lead yeah. singer, mostly songwriter, Brenton, do you also yeah, do like, some songwriting as well? Singer producer, Brenton and I definitely share the role of writing stuff. I mean, oh, right. of course there's awesome. gonna be nights where I'm like just by myself and I'm, you know, have the computer there and i'll start writing a song and later on Breton's gonna add what he has to it mm. but for the most part like this especially this past album there's a lot of like long days and brenton's like his little studio that he used to have in, here in ashland and uh of just <laughs> just writing and recording but yeah nice is there oh, what's, what's cool is well, i was just gonna say a, a big part of the songwriting actually comes from uh, Mitchell's production, right? So there are actually a lot of artistic choices that are made through, you know, um, a song, but then 
additionally the production and what you do with the song um that's kind of been really important for this new album um in terms of drums and vocal effects and effects and making guitar not sound like guitar um so i would i would say mitchell's production is like an an instrument yeah um, yeah that's that's a really cool concept that i guess doesn't really go much thought into into the world of music is that the production itself is just as important as the instruments because there's Mm -hmm. no you know there's no end product without all of that production which kind of leads me to another question is uh when it comes to being signed by tender loving empire is there a musical influence that they want is it just kind of free reign what is what is that when it comes to music production under a label it's it's been pretty free reign when it comes to writing the music because like we don't have to pay to go into a studio to record stuff so Mm -hmm. there's not like there's not as much of i or at least i feel this way there's not as much of a risk when it comes to paying for the music to even be created Mm -hmm. and so like we definitely just have free reign on we will write like 30 demos and then show them as many as we think are good and then they'll be like we like this one so they kind of help us choose the order and like the songs from after the you know sure yeah they'll help us you know they might give some marketing insight on like singles to push and order and like everything else like Mm. uh, all the ribbons and bows on the album but um they're not like I don't hear the single. Or yeah, <laughs> man. No, but the the album, the fourteen songs or whatever, those were the fourteen songs we gave them. Oh, nice! Um, That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think there was only going to be That's amazing uh, twelve, but then we were like, "Come on!" Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we so we did go up and we recorded some some additional um tracks or not full tracks but we went up and re- for the mixing process we added some instrumentation some vocals um with our main guy cam from night heron um oh, that's yes. a trash treasury studio mm-hmm. uh, really fun to work there really good guy really smart yeah. funny guy we had a great time with him um but yeah i totally forgot that we went up there with like 12 songs and some demos finished the demos and enjoyed the songs enough to push for, Hey, we would prefer for this to be a 14 song album. Awesome. There was no issue. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so to kind of add on to that, I guess, uh, like a lot of like bigger name artists that come from bigger cities, a lot of their music is literally about those cities or about those places or anything like that. Um, you guys being in the genre you're in, Um, I'm curious just how much maybe this area, like we've seen a lot of your content, which is just great, like ways um, from- Oh, that's generous. Thank you. From from across the years uh, of just different ways you've showcased the area. But I'm just curious, like maybe how this area in particular has influenced you guys' music, if at all. Um, Area, I wonder. I mean, I feel like the area more influences the videos we put out. Okay. But But that's becoming such a big part of- musical artists like as an as a brand and as an identity i would i would think um i would, I would give like, more credit to um how much the lack of natural sunlight in the room we're recording <laughs> is there vitamin any d windows at all yeah it's the vitamin d deficiency yeah. that really adds to the yeah, yeah I mean, that's I true the uh, the weather definitely helps like us. our dinky little so mitchell and i have moved around this album was recorded in like three different bedrooms Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and, very true. And like each of those bedrooms around for reasons you know, I didn't want to move around, so it's like depressing, kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> around. Mm-hmm. Got to write songs about it, yeah. But real quick, I know we have like actual scripted questions we wanted to make sure we got to you, but it's just like it's crazy that that stuff wouldn't show doesn't show through in your guys's personality, and even sometimes in your music, like a lot of it even if it is about darker stuff, is is rather upbeat and kind of like funky and you know groovy and uh i mean the persona you guys put out through your content is always just really goofy and heartfelt and and stuff like that so i mean it's just crazy to see this dynamic of like yeah it's just it comes from a lot of dark days a lot of gloomy <laughs> basements but it's the happiest fucking music you'll ever hear in your life like yeah. so i mean i just really appreciate that and you guys thank uh, you yeah we like to dance 
Yeah, yeah. We like to dance away the with each other. We like to <laughs> dance with each other and pull, and you know play funny games. We make each other laugh. So there's a lot of laughter and and goofiness. So yeah, and I think that's the beautiful thing in music is even if you are feeling down, you know, it has so much effect on your on your mood at the time. Or if it comes to creating music, you can create from that space and then people can relate to it. So mu- music's such a beautiful thing. In that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that it's like we sit, you know, we kind of come together at like we'll meet up at noon and, you know, might have a little, some wine a little too early that is socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the fact that we're together and like even creating I just puts us in a mindset to make something nice right so like maybe the the base of the song or the the lyrics might represent the really tough night before um, the fact that we're creating together in that moment naturally we're feeling good when we do it so i think that's why it's a little more uh, melancholy rather than pure uh despair yeah that's really awesome um, to kind of go in with that sense of collaboration and that that feeling of happiness when we are doing things with others, just kind of curious, is there a, a band that you guys look up to that you've always wanted to either open for or collab with or do anything like that with? What do you think, Brenton? <laughs> I, I, have, I have who I want to... You have a list? <laughs> open for or collab for? Man, I don't even... You go ahead, Mitchell. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, for, well, when it comes to opening, I've not really, I guess, really thought of collabing, but like a huge inspiration has always been Justin Vernon from Bon Iver or like Volcano Choir. Mm. So to be able to like do anything with that guy, I think would be, oh, you know, right. I learned a lot from that dude for sure. So we'll have them on the podcast next and we'll just give you guys a little shout out. Hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Give them, give, Let's know. Give, them, give them our DMs. And <laughs> well, that's what's really cool about, I guess, the positive end of COVID is I do see a lot more Zoom meetings. I see a lot more like podcasts and more YouTube videos that are coming from like interviews and stuff. So even though we're you know socially distanced and everything like that, there's this sense of technology that does bring us together. And we have that ability um, to kind of just like fanboy here for a bit. I, I do follow your guys' music. I've been a fan for a while now. And as soon as I got the opportunity to, I was like, oh man, during this COVID stuff, what are we going to do? We'll start a podcast. And I was like, ooh, you know, this is a good opportunity for us to bring on some slow corpse and oh, to cool. promote their new album. I was like, I wonder what they'll say. Maybe we're <laughs> small for them, but it's really cool that we get this opportunity to kind of. Oh, sure. Well, it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Enjoy doing these podcasts. The, the podcast gives a little more room for just sitting down. It's like we're sitting down and just shooting the shit together. Um, so I haven't that, seen another human in like a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We uh, we're making up for our lack of physical intimacy right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does, um, do gets. you guys ever end up writing songs, um, even when you're separated, like collabing over Zoom and just trying that way, or do you guys pretty much always meet up? Um. I guess we've always tried to meet up, but recently, because we live in different cities now, like we have some other music projects that we're kind of working on that kind of just sending stuff back and forth. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's been different for sure. But because, um, I mean, it's hard for me to even get on the computer <laughs> like <laughs> after six and Brent's like, send me that song. Yeah, <laughs> Mitchell's internet is trash. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's holding together right now for us. Because <laughs> he's not at his own place. He lives in the woods. <laughs> he was raised by wolves. Wolves That's don't have okay. internet. <laughs> Does that in- influence your songwriting at all? <laughs> Probably. What do the wolves have to say about yeah. Um, Man, I had a no but to answer your question we're, we're like figuring that out right now like for next steps you know oh probably i prefer like you know w- w- some of these songs were birthed from mitchell having like a really solid idea bringing it to me and then we kind of just like get inspired to finish it and um so you know i i, I imagine that 
happening, you know, kind of sending each other some stuff back and forth and then being like, okay, these are the few we want to work on and then making the trip to actually finish it together. Because at a certain point, I think we do, we do work best uh, side by side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I dabble in music as well. So like a part of my life that's been affected by COVID is I, um, at the beginning of 2020, basically started my own guitar lesson company. And then it was like, no contact. So that was a whole lot of fun in that. But I, I dabble in music as well. And I think it's, there's a, a thing of music chemistry that when you guys are performing next to each other, there's like some beauty that comes out of that rather than just like, you know, pieces of here, like, let's hear this, let's see what it sounds like versus like actually jamming together is a whole different dynamic. Absolutely. Um, there, there are multiple, you know, riffs or vocal melodies or what have you um, that were improvised on the spot and would have just been left uh, not, not recorded had one of us been like hey do that again yeah right we have some guitar riffs that like we're just me dinking around and mitchell's like wait a minute play that again (laughs) yeah that became the guitar riff same with vocal melodies and lyrics like a lot of it's on the fly yeah um and we wouldn't have that if we were that's like one of those things that keeps me up at night like how many people that were just hanging out by themselves and came up with a brilliant idea just weren't like encouraged that extra little bit to say it out loud and just it'll just never come up like i'm sure how many great inventions, how many great. <laughs> yeah, we all know like that some of the coolest stuff is been completely on the fly. And yeah. um, and unless you have somebody there to kind of ground your ideas a little bit and help you, like encourage you to, this is mostly for our listeners as like some of that advice to get you through. I mean, not even hardship, but just to like inspire yourself and just motivation. kind of, yeah, motivation and kind of come into your own, like find your own voice, artistic voice in a way even. Um, sometimes it takes like another person there to connect with and like encourage your ideas. I don't know. As they're oh, absolutely. No, I completely agree. Um, like we're, we're, we're fans of each other. So when one or, one, like, that vocal take was trash and Brennan was like, that was <laughs> like, you should just... <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Watching, watching Mitchell try to nail a vocal track. And so many times, you know, he'll sing a verse and in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, baby. And then he'll end it and be like, fuck, man, that was was so good. Where where does that come from, Mitchell? If you don't mind elaborating, is it, is it uh, like perfectionism? Yeah, I'm bad at that. Yeah, it's (laughs) definitely within music. I'm like, uh, I, I literally ended with too long of an S sound. I'm like, okay, I can, I can make it shorter just so it's a little easier for me to like, mix later on like right i i, mm. I want to get it perfect so it's almost easier for me in the long run if that makes sense wow. yeah no interesting um when it comes to i guess this this feeling of uh connected through the internet and technology versus live um collaboration i'm also kind of curious about the emotional standpoint of recording and uh being in the studio versus playing live performances. Do you guys have a preference? Is, is there a big noticeable difference that you guys want to talk about? Well, I would say that I definitely, you know, having been removed from shows for so long, I really miss it. Um, yeah. But when you're in the thick of it, it's really hard to appreciate it. Sometimes it just felt like grinding when you didn't really want to. <laughs> when you're doing live performances. Yeah. And then looking back, man, I would fucking I would kill yeah, I would kill the play to five people right now. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. I don't know. I wonder, do you get the sense that a lot of artists that you talk to in your like in your circles are kind of feeling the same way? Like is that a or I mean are some oh, yeah. Are, yeah yeah everyone's missing it very dearly and it's a big part of our lives again it's like hard to really appreciate that in the moment mm-hmm. um, but that's a huge void in our lives right now um, because there's so much more to it you know actually connecting with people seeing them get excited and dance and see man seeing people sing along to your shit yeah. um you can't really Ooh, yeah. yeah you can't you can't describe that yeah. um when it comes to i think that that was such a great thing to point out was people singing to your songs um so two-part question 
how do you guys handle criticism when it comes to the way your music is made versus how do you guys handle praise? We don't. You, you don't. I'm just kidding. You just block it. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> block it all out. But are you kidding um, me? I, they, they just body slam inflatable aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so bad at the praise. Like when people compliment me, I'm like, thanks i'm like what's all i know how to say it's like yeah if someone compliments us uh, what's your what do you want from us yeah yeah it's funny i went to a show with my girlfriend it was like the first time i'd ever been to like a punk rock concert in seattle it was uh a story so far and one of their one of the opening bands who was also kind of big i couldn't tell you off the top of my head who it was but the lead singer was like incredible everybody loved him and then like when when their band is done he's just kind of standing in the back of the venue with like a bottle of water being super quiet and people are trying to go up and talk to him and stuff and he's just like "Eh, yeah thanks and just like really (laughs) timid and quiet about it and i'm just i was like was that the lead singer and she's like yeah and explains to me his whole life story and it's just it's just like one of those things you would never imagine that a lead singer somebody who's so like prominent behind a microphone can be or even a guitar like anybody who's willing to perform for people can be incredibly introverted i guess at the same time yeah yeah i like i definitely struggle with anxiety like bad sometimes hence living um, with wolves like <laughs> there's, there's there's something about like i guess performing for people rather than having to like interact this conversation or like yeah. i guess for impress someone with my words off off the top of my head like <laughs> I get a lot. Uh, yeah, like, this is kind of anxiety, like inducing almost. But it's, uh, it's like I imagine it as like uh, performing. That is like that's the job, right? It's like it's crystal clear that that's what we're there to do. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. you're when you're talking with someone, that's that's feels more performative. Yeah, Interesting. Seriously. I don't want to dance. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to music, and this is how I am as well, is that it's a vulnerable space. Like, it's a space of creativity. It's a space of, like, something that's been in your body at some point, I guess, that now everyone can hear and see and feel. Um, So there is this sense of, which is why I put it in a two-part question, which is uh, the criticism and then the praise, because a lot of the times it shows our personality when we, when I put it as a two-part question uh, like that, you guys kind of chose to go with praise, which is interesting. Well, and I would say that we're not, we're not big enough. For criticism. For criticism. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. No, I'm just kidding. We'll know, no, we'll know we've, we've reached a little <laughs> bit of success once we actually start uh, hearing people be like, man, your that new song sucked. Then well, and that's, that. that's actually that's interesting. <laughs> a, a curious thing. Um, when it comes to what we already talked about is the sound progression and the more electronic music. I'm kind of curious what the fan base has to say about that. Granted, so, you can say the, that you aren't big enough yet. I notice a difference and I'm excited for it. I think it's a, a great direction. So thank you. Thank you. You're very well. Yeah. That's just that's just me. Yeah. Would you say I can't hear you, Mitchell? <laughs> Seriously, still? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Something's man. wrong. I don't know what's wrong with this thing. I mean, that sounds okay. pretty hmm. it, yeah, does I just, sound better. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. I just wanted to pull that pull that quote out of the air real quick that like I'll know I'm successful when I start getting criticism type thing, or we will know because like it, it's interesting. Cause I kind of think about that. It's almost like if all you're getting is praise the whole time, it, you kind of feel like the kid who's just like brought a new project to their parent. It's like, Oh yeah, good job. Uh, like, yeah, We'll put that on the if, fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. until somebody is actually like, well, I mean, you could have been like, it's, it's just weird to think about that. That's, that can be a marker of success is knowing that somebody's actually been critical of you rather than just trying to elevate your oh, of course <laughs> i mean it comes for... with the territory there's no there's no absolutely no way you're gonna appease 100 percent of the people that hear your music mm-hmm. it's yeah. just gonna happen right so we're still waiting for our uh, scathing one-star review from whoever <laughs> yeah. and then you'll open a bottle of champagne on I'm that night that and on, say we yeah. made it i'm <laughs> framing, framing that i'm framing that <laughs> um solid zero from fantano <laughs> That will be the next album art is just yeah. a review. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's amazing when it comes to because i think that that was another good point of like you know a child bringing their parents you know their piece of art or whatever um when it comes to support systems do you guys have support systems in your life that encourage you to write is it pretty much just like no one really knows what you guys do in your spare time how does that work i feel like our community is like right off the get-go was very supportive of us like every single show in the beginning was like the same 20 kids that's <laughs> awesome and like cheer us on so we definitely had a lot of support which definitely helped with us continuing to want to do it because if no one was interested then it's like almost like well i could still just be recording the songs in my bedroom and be having fun for, for myself uh, yeah I completely agree. Yeah, I know seeing like the same people come to shows like we probably over the market in uh, Ashland is tiny, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there is a music community. It's a college town, but um, it's very small. So yeah. seeing, um, you know, playing, a sh playing two shows in a weekend and seeing like the same people there <laughs> going to both shows. It's like, wow, we uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. it's really cool. That's awesome. Do you guys have a memorable fan? A memorable moment in the crowd. A memorable stand. That's what they call um, it. Kind of. Oh, There's, you know our, our friend Piers back in the day. He would he would come to every show. And I remember one time I asked for a like I was like, does anyone have a beer? It was like at this house show. And Piers <laughs> like comes and brings me a beer. And we're all like, yeah, Pierce, Pierce, Pierce. And it slowly <laughs> turned into beer, beer, beer. <laughs> People thought so we were cheering. Beer. Yeah, it, it's like a game of telephone, but just two words, and everyone thought we were cheering on the beer. <laughs> that was being so he looks in. all excited, and then the happiness right. just slowly just, dissipates from his face. Yeah, oh, yeah everyone's like, oh. cheering on the beer. Hey. That was a good That's awesome. can of beer, though. So. Yeah, it was funny because then, like, these people keep showing up to the shows and it's like we have these inside jokes with all of our friends pretty much and it's fun yeah that's awesome i'm glad to hear that like i don't know that the core fans mean a lot to you too i, I follow a lot of artists that like they're always saying like oh i don't want to get too big but there's this sense of like growing bigger that i think is is appreciated in the fan base too yeah. yeah and it's a lot easier to you know that's it goes back to how important playing shows where you're a lot more in tune and connected with people like that mm. um so it, it just feels weird to just go off of you know social media right now yeah i guess real quick just from a logistics standpoint just because i'm not familiar with that aspect i guess of the music industry like how is it more difficult to gauge success uh without doing live shows from like an artist standpoint is that a way that our label like determines how popular a particular album is by how many people come to the shows or buy tickets or anything or is it pretty much still all off of record sales i, I mean i feel like it's just record sales still okay because like we're not we're not i still don't think we're big enough for like our ticket sales to make much of a difference <laughs> or anything like that so <laughs> but, yeah um, not record success but our it, it definitely attribute to our own fulfillment yeah yeah feeling yeah. successful for sure yeah back to the uh, songwriting and the production stuff. Um, I guess, Mitchell, this kind of goes more towards you if you're the, uh, the production person, but how do you guys know when a song is finished? Because I know there's, there's this, especially reaching out towards your perfectionism, there's this sense of like, oh, I could be changing that. I could be changing this. My God. When yeah. do you know that your song is finished? dude they're never done <laughs> <laughs> literally never even you once the album is out it's not yeah wait for, never done. Wait, yeah. in a year we're gonna have like uh fables naked you know? yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah, like, i i it's it's super hard to say when a song is done i guess like there's the length wise part mm -hmm. but like you know it's like oh we have a three minutes and 30 seconds mm -hmm. there's a song but, like, done yeah done technically but then it's always like dang it i shouldn't have put that drum hit there like you yeah. know listening to the song three years after we released it or whatever yeah so in my mind it's like they're never done <laughs> so i guess like just for our listeners because like to give you guys some context i guess i think 
this particular portion of our show where we talk to artists specifically, I think is like one we want to push towards other artists who are like up and coming or just trying to like of, of any genre, like ideally music, but really anything. Um, and so I guess like emotionally, maybe how do you know from it from a as a piece of advice, like how can you know when music is done or when a piece of work is done more or less? Like, is there a way? Like, can you? I mean, I guess like if you, I mean, for me, it's it's really hard for me. I guess I, yeah. I don't I don't even really know. Ooh, let's let's do some think, therapy right now. I think uh, why? <laughs> How is your relationship is with your mother? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say like when you're when you're proud of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or like showing it to a friend and they're like, you made this and you're like, okay, so this, this is, yeah, right. <laughs> this is legit. It <laughs> all depends on the tone of voice. Right. Cause it can be like, you made this. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It. Cause we just had uh, an, a podcast episode ending our season one. That was just like that, that the context and the way that you say things matters just as much as what's being said oh, in the first place. Yeah. Have you tried internet um, dating? <laughs> i mean i've tried texting and yeah, dude, yeah this communication is my biggest pet peeve that's <laughs> uh, when you just slap in the k that goes, goes back just... to that's why i'm tired of dancing i don't want to talk anymore i'm waiting right. to get i'm waiting to get old and it's socially acceptable for me to communicate through grunts and gestures yeah. <laughs> But until it's socially acceptable, you won't catch me doing it once. Yeah. <laughs> That'll I'll, be... I'll, I'll be a lot of things, but I'll never be crazy. That's <laughs> the musical evolution of so slow corpse is just mm -hmm. eventual grunts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. With the way music is going, I hope so. <laughs> You're going to turn into so. mumble rap? Yeah, 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 man. Mumble rap and uh, hyper pop, and we'll see what we're doing. Then you guys don't have to focus so much on what the lyrics mean. Just anything. <laughs> uh, that could be a whole other episode, honestly. Like, just not actually writing lyrics um, anymore. To kind of elaborate on that other question of, of advice, though, do you have advice in general in the realm of music for, for up and coming artists? Oh. That's kind what of broad. <laughs> Any advice. Don't do it. Uh, don't Get do out it. where you can. Get out. Help. Help. <laughs> no. um, just, you got to, like, we've been doing it for now almost six years. Or is it? Yeah, yeah like, literally almost six years. Yeah. And we're still, you know, still trying to make it. So it's like, don't just give, definitely don't give up. Honestly, who, yeah. we need some advice. <laughs> I was just gonna say. We, sounds we, like we need to get bigger artists. Yeah, yeah. we could use we could use some notes, please. Um, That's pretty. Funny. Or let me take it back. Nah, just keep your head up and keep pushing along. Yeah. Just be fortune cookie answer. Yeah. God, yeah. The answer lies within. Yeah. <laughs> we make decisions with a magic eight ball, so we're not the right people to ask. That's great. Um. When it comes to performing live, I, this is, I guess, a separate answer for both of you. Are you more excited or are you more nervous when it comes to going out on stage? Um, I think for me, I'm super nervous up until the point until the first lyrics come out of my mouth. Mm. And then I'm like, all right, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I don't know why, but like I have butterflies until I start singing. And I'm like, okay, we're doing, oh yeah, we're just doing what we've, we've always done. <laughs> yeah, we, we did this in the studio like 25 yeah. times, this same song. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it doesn't matter. Really, and then it just becomes super fun being up there, like watching everyone like try to sing along or dance or just be excited to be there. It's, it just becomes super fun. Nice. I have the, yeah, I have the same answer. I get, I get um, the biggest jitters before. I, you know, I, I learn the same lesson every time, but I don't learn that lesson, right? <laughs> it just you doesn't play, stick. It, it doesn't stick, and it can't, right? Every time, That's just crazy. what Mitchell said, as soon as like that first note hits, like we're free and we're playing, and yeah. it feels great. Um, but that man, I hate, I hate going to venues early. You know, some people <laughs> like to go hang out. Um, talk with people yeah. and stuff and i hate that 
<laughs> show just up like, like to show up and just like not overthink it just exactly show up I and know, do it. that's crazy to think about i cannot hang out and people you know even bandmates at the time they'd be like brent what is wrong with you <laughs> come coming out and i'm like mm, i'm gonna stand in this corner and face the wall yeah. <laughs> nap in the van yeah i would take naps yeah i would literally just try to uh lie there until any any substances that you guys take to overcome that or is it just sober three beers three <laughs> beers exactly i love the I exact really, measurement no because there's a lot of trial runs a lot of trial runs yeah okay. out there, i went up with five beers once that was a bad idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's taking some artistic uh, uh, uh liberties tonight yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow i had never heard those lyrics before do you like how we combine the syllables? <laughs> oh, cool. Do you have a memorable live performance moment that could have went really wrong or did go really wrong? Um, I mean, I remember one time we were oh. on tour. Okay. You, well, you go. Back. No, 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 no. I just cut you off. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So we were on tour once. Uh, and then we played in a town I can't even remember the name of. And we ended up playing to two people, like, <laughs> nice. a town that I had never been to. And I was just like, I'm going to get wasted. Yep. <laughs> but get this. Well, that show was actually cool because those two people were huge fans and drove like an hour to see us. No yeah, shit. That's awesome. That's so amazing. it was like, oh, you are the, the best yeah, real fans of this whole tour. Um, so, wow. like, while we're pissing off the bartender and people playing pool, um, there were two people there to actually see us. And that was really cool. Dude, yeah, I'm sure that, that was like the best experience, though. If you guys were like shit faced and they're like, man, we've seen these guys so many times that this is not them, but this oh, is sure. fun as shit. Oh, sure. Yeah. We fucked that show up for sure. Um, my my experience, I have a memory of we played this packed house show in Eugene. I forget the name of the house, but um, such a fun show. Like it couldn't have gone better. Everyone was super into it, really good times. And then we decided to, uh, as an encore, to play a song we hadn't played <laughs> in a long time. Oh God. <laughs> sure, all the artists listening like already know exactly that feeling, but just yeah. like. <laughs> and I was kind of like, that. I was kind of like, I don't know, I, uh, you know, I didn't really speak up about it, but uh, there's, you know, I had one moment where I'm like, I don't know if I remember the song, everyone. And everyone's like, you got this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I got this. Um, it was, we have this cover of Bitch Don't Come My Vibe by Kendrick Lamar. Nice. Yeah, I was just listening and, to that. And those, uh, you know, it opens with guitar chords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, op- you know, the opening guitar chord is like a major seventh and then a minor seventh or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for some fucking reason, I like switched them. So like oh, the no. song was, it was instead a minor seventh and then a major seventh. And it just sounded like complete fucking dog shit. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, no, it, sounded, it sounded fine <laughs> until the rest of us came in. Right. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> so out of- and then we all come in and it's just a jumble of notes. Oh, but hey. But I figured it out after like <laughs> 10 seconds. I was like, oh, no. Okay, here we are. And That's we played the song. But goddamn, completely mucking that up for that first 10 seconds was horrific. Yeah, it never feels good. Yeah, That's um, why you go to see live shows because you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Um, so do you guys um, end up opening or performing with any other local bands? Is it pretty much just such a small venue that you guys just are the only ones performing? Oh, we usually host, like we've, we've become good buddies with a lot of people from Portland, Seattle. That's good. And so we usually host, we'll host shows while they're on tour. Nice. Um, and that's worked out really well for us. Cause you know, we've gained a lot of good buddies um, and we'll, you know, we have the capacity because, you know, we're from a small town. We have some drawing power, I suppose. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really yeah. cool to give them an audience that in turn loves their music. So Ashland became a good spot. Um, in between, you know, Oregon and California for our buddies. Yeah, you know, nice. Seattle, yeah, between Seattle and LA, people realize that Ashland's like pretty, and like even Boise, we're like right in the center of all that. So we're all like mm-hmm. a good stopping spot for a lot of the bands that we know. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. I mean, it's been like a year since. <laughs> it seems like happened. ancient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And it seems like you guys have uh, like fit into the Portland scene really well and like the Portland label and that just entire vibe of that label really well, it seems like. Um, yeah. Like just going through and listening to some of their discography, I'm like, yeah, this just sounds like one kind of nice uniformed voice. Has Have you guys felt like different since like I guess not moving to Portland totally, except for you, obviously, Brenton, but like, um, has that maybe influenced your music? Just being a part of the Portland scene more? Uh, um, not yet. No, not really. At all, That's good. Yeah. Because like, yeah. who knows? Maybe, like, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Sure. that's the worst that's answer i ever could again like i don't but know I mean, what it's, you're, it's true sorry, man. yeah oh um, no, man it's all good uh but it influences a lot of our music is like literally what we're listening to that day like yeah. it could be we're listening to like some heavy death grips that brenton showed me or something <laughs> and we're like i'm like i want to use those drums and like mm-hmm. that's how we start our song and yep. so like and then the next day it's a completely different feel and like that definitely shows in this album of like you know it's it's not really where we're at that's influencing us it's more of like what we're listening to and then what happened that previous night to us interesting (laughs) yeah because i've had similar experiences too where i'll be in the middle of either writing something or even painting something in in just the realm of art in general and if I don't finish it that day or that moment, or at least the base of it, if I come to it another day, it's a whole different flow and it changes the whole thing. Do you guys have any songs that you can think of where that happened to you guys, where you like started writing it and then it just ended up like somewhere completely left field from how it started? Yeah. Like, why am I blanking on the name of it right now? It's not uh, Slow Down. It's Slow Down's a good one, but... Uh, uh... It's like the second to last song on the album. I, I just blanked. Um, um, <laughs> playing sick. Playing sick. That's yeah. yes. I don't know. I just like forgot <laughs> all the song names. Yeah. <laughs> looks fun. like we need um, to choose better song titles, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, also yeah. grinding on it so hard. I'm sure you guys are kind of backing off and decompressing a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've been sitting on this album for over a year. Um, yeah. So- some of the songs I'm like oh yeah that's right there's that song right <laughs> to playing sick it's like you know one song in the beginning and it's a completely different song at the end. <laughs> it didn't get finished in like that same week that's, <laughs> that's cool though you know, it just depends on like what's going on that day pretty much yeah no that's really cool well, I mean, I'm pretty much finished with all of my questions. Evan, did you have anything else? I don't know. Nothing huge. Like I, first of all, just want to make sure I let you guys know, like, thank you genuinely for taking the time to, to talk to us. And like, um, I don't know, it's crazy to just hear about artists that have, you know, like some traction underneath them and their, their journey and um, how they've made it. And like, again, just going through, um, you guys' videos, like they're super entertaining to watch. Obviously, since you guys are apart, it's tough to do that kind of stuff. But like, um, I really, I'm really excited to see more of that side of your guys' like brand and that side of your guys' um, group, you know? Um, we got a lot of videos coming out, so. Oh, right on. That's super exciting. Glad to hear it. Um, and then I also love to leave the floor open for you guys. Any promotions? Anything you guys want to shout out to the crowd that you haven't said already, or even any questions for us? Sure. Well, just, just please, please go listen to. <laughs> really need oh, people. God. <laughs> uh, oh, the shameless, the no <laughs> just, shame. just the begging. <laughs> Is this where we get to cry? Um, I just want to. I, I wanted to say thanks for having us. It's, it was a yeah, pleasure. Yeah. It was super easy talking to you guys. Um, yeah. So highly recommend. Um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure people go listen to your guys' podcast. This was a lot of fun, really easy yeah. to do. Thanks guys. That means a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's how we try to make it like for, for the listener, like obviously educational for us, but as well, just for people who like, again, not necessarily struggling cause we don't want to make it all about death and depressing <laughs> shit all the time. But like, uh, it was really, it was really COVID happening. And then all the fires that happened here in the Valley 
yeah. that um and then of course like every all the racial stuff that was happening over the summer that kind of inspired us to find our voices doing something and so um yeah. we both just came from kind of like more communicative backgrounds and we just wanted to make sure we could like put our heads together and try to connect with as many different minded people as possible and so um like genuinely appreciate you guys being able to like relay some of that emotional information thank and you, advice to uh yeah no, next time we're on here. we'll make sure we'll do it in the evening and we'll have some drinks and talk politics yeah, that, that'll be the next thing like we're gonna yeah, have a drunk like, version yeah, of our podcast yeah. as well next time yeah no, we don't talk music all right well this is awesome having you guys um i've already bought yeah. my album for oh man listening oh, go out buy you. the album yay pre-ordered sorry it's not out yet Sure. Who knows when this will be finally edited and done? But so and let's buy. say let's say the actual date in case somebody is listening to this afterwards. Yes, it's the uh, 29th of January, correct? Yes, sir. I think that's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the album is called what? Uh, it's called Bite Your Tongue. Bite Your Tongue. Tongue. Awesome. Bite Your Tongue. As you may have heard, we kind of recorded it before the album was out, but the album is officially out, so go ahead and go find it. Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, wherever you listen, you can pretty much find it. Yeah, it's a great album. I've had it on repeat for the last few days, for I, sure. And you I'm got- not going to lie. I've been doing the same. Yeah. There's this song, It Feels Right, and it's just mm-hmm. got the perfect just, amount of bass, and you just turn it up loud, and you just start driving. It just feels right. It, it feels right. It feels right. Yeah, this was this was so cool. Like This was my first time talking to, like having a real in-depth conversation with an artist uh, you know, this size, an up-and-coming artist uh, group, and like hearing their perspective on everything from those humble beginnings of having just 20 people at the show cheering their name to that feeling of an entire crowd, like missing because of COVID missing that feeling of an entire crowd and people singing your, singing your songs. Like that just, you know, when he described it in that way, it really struck a chord for me. Definitely. And to further elaborate on that, I think it's important to point out not only the connectivity for the crowd, but the connectivity that Brenton and Mitchell share between each other, that they could be having a really off day or off week or whatever. And even their their meeting story, the start of Slow Corpse was kind of like they were in bad places, but they constantly come back and hang out with each other and they let loose and they have fun in either just playing with music or writing about the shitty times they went through. I couldn't agree more. I think it's important for anyone. I mean, they were, they were of course, super fortunate to have, uh, have that relationship and have those connections kind of already in place. Um, and as far as advice goes for our listeners, uh, what we really want you to take away from these episodes with musical artists is a, just to get a little bit of background on, on artists and kind of their process and how emotions tie into their work and advice for you guys as well. Different things that different people have done to better themselves or help themselves or just serve their mental health. And that all kind of comes in with the form of expression, Like we all have emotions like we've already talked about, but the next step in doing something with them is to express them, is to do something with them so they're not just being bottled up. And through music like Slow Corpse, it sounds like Brenton and Mitchell get together and they use that form of expression to kind of alleviate that pain while also having fun together and enjoying each other's company. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's, I think, so beneficial about music as an art in particular is because it can be such a great collaborative process. If you're someone who feels like they're kind of struggling, having a rough day, trying to get over some rough emotions, you know, even if you can't turn to and express, even if music isn't your form of expression, we would urge you to find maybe what that one thing could be and that one person that you could kind of share that Uh, sort of expressive part of yourself with yeah whether it be journaling or painting or any form of art really is really an emotional expression standpoint yeah finding someone who can appreciate those aspects of you um, finding someone who can like give you that feedback um, when you're kind of doubting yourself that was another big thing that came up 
So we hope you got as much as we did out of this. And again, don't forget to follow us as well as Slow Corpse. You can find their community pages on Facebook and Instagram, pretty much anywhere you can find Emotionals uh, pages as well. So uh, to play you guys out, we're going to play a little bit of another song off of their latest album called OK. Uh, James, anything else to add? Nope. Enjoy what you guys hear, but most importantly, remember to ask yourself, how are you feeling? Don't 